Hi everyone. We are in a series that's looking at what the kingdom of heaven is like through the parables. And this morning we are looking at the parable of the sower. The thing about parables is there are so many, so many hidden messages. And in this one, this morning, what we're going to be thinking about is this message. That God isn't just mildly interested in you and your life. And he isn't just interested in the good bits of your life that are really fruitful. But he is loving and pursuing every part of you, every part of your life, because you are his beloved. No matter whether it's fruitful or not, he loves you and he's pursuing you. So... Um, the thing about the parables is Jesus was a teacher. He taught in many ways and the parables when he was teaching, they are pictures. He spoke in pictures, which meant that people needed to, you know, he was provoking the, their imagination to, to wonder and think about what, what these things might mean. And now we have the Holy Spirit to help us. So I've just prayed that the Spirit would sit in my words as I speak and why don't you just allow for a moment, just allow the Holy Spirit to, to speak to you um, and just open up your ears to hear what he wants to say to you today. So I'll just give an overview of the parable, which is this. There was a man who was sowing seeds, scattered them all over, and Jesus describes four different areas of ground that the seeds land in. So the first area of ground was a pathway. It's hard ground, so birds came and ate the seeds straight away and they got trampled underfoot. Nothing came of the seeds there. The second part was rocky ground, so there's no moisture there. There's no depth for roots to grow. As soon as the sun came out, they were scorched. The third part of ground was... The seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked the seeds. Nothing came of them there either. The fourth area of ground was good soil. So there the seeds landed and not only did they produce a plant, but they actually grew in abundance. There was depth, there was moisture, the ground was good and the seeds flourished. So what does this mean? Jesus actually described at the time to the disciples the significance of each, each part of the picture. So he said that the sower is him. Jesus is represented as a sower. The seeds are the word. So what's that? That is good news to your soul. That is abundant life. That is God's truth and love. And it's unchangeable. It's imperishable. Um, and then the ground is a representation of us. So some would say that different areas of the ground are representing different people. But in today's message, I'm going to say that the different areas of ground are representing different areas of our lives, the different conditions of our hearts. OK, so abundant life flourishes in the hearts of those with pure hearts, good hearts, honest hearts. There are other areas of our lives where um, the, so if we think of it like the ground that he's talking about, there are areas of our hearts which are 
like the good soil, areas of our hearts which are like the other three parts. So he doesn't say that the ground is bad, but what he's showing is that where the seeds land, the ground is in such a condition that it's not receiving the seeds. So what does that mean? It means that there are areas of my life, areas of my heart that God is pursuing, that he is speaking his truth and wisdom and love to. But the condition of my heart is such that it's not hearing him and it's not believing him. And so my life is going to be, you know, I'm going to be living accordingly. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we're aware, sometimes we're not. And the way to recognise those parts of our lives Often it's where we trip up the most. So it's where sin might creep in or, you know, you find yourself getting it wrong again and again. That might be an area of your life where you aren't quite hearing. You you don't have the capacity to hear God speak there and to, to know who he is in that area of your life. Um, so what does he want us to do? What is he asking me to do? He's asking us to prepare the ground. We know now that he's not just pursuing the the healthy parts of you and your heart, the bits that are in line with the kingdom, but he is also pursuing and loving the areas of, of your life where you're not yet able to hear him. You haven't been able to hear him for some reason. So prepare the ground and get ready to hear him speak and to see the kingdom of God grow in different areas of your life. So what's that look like? In Hosea, he says to the people, um, break up the fallow ground of your heart. It is time to seek the Lord and for him to reign his righteousness there. So what does it look like to get right with God? Repent. Allow the spirit to show you those areas of your life where you're not hearing him, where you're not believing him, because he wants life to grow there. He wants you to be in line with him so that things will grow. And um, the state of our hearts is revealed, all is being revealed all the time. Sometimes we notice it, sometimes we don't. Um, and it's in how we perceive things and how we respond. And, you know, God knows you more than you know yourself. He knows why you do things. He knows how you are, why you are, what you are. And um, this is where I could quote Psalm 139. But for time's sake, I won't. So if you're if you're watching this back, maybe pause and go read Psalm 139. Um, basically, he, he, he knows you so well. He and he, it says even even the darkness is as light to him in in you. So when we when we're going through a process of recognizing and repenting things in our life, we don't need to do that on our own. The scripture says that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. So it is he who is um He's perfecting the faith that we have and the condition of our hearts and the the capacity to hear his word and respond in love, respond accordingly. And um, just before it says that in scripture, it's Hebrews, just before it says that, it's a sentence before, or maybe two, it says, Jesus hates shame. Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. 
So one thing, side note, one thing to, to learn about shame is that it's a deceiver. So in, in the moments of repenting, where there is shame, it deceives us into thinking that God is distant. He's not. It deceives us into thinking that we deserve the shame to be there, the punishment of it. We don't. Um, so, yeah, sit with the Lord. Allow him to show you the areas of your life where you you haven't had the capacity to hear him um, and, and repent there. So what, what will come of it? Fruit will come of it. So in time, in you know the journey of our lives, as we go through allowing the spirit to reveal things to us, reveal the condition of our hearts to us and allow him to show us where we're not hearing him and we're not believing him. Those are the areas where we're not living in line with the kingdom and who who we are, knowing who God is as a good and kind and loving father. And you'll start to see over time that things are growing. You know, it doesn't take a, a farmer to know that um, fruit and veg grows overnight. It grows in seasons and in time and there's work to be done and patience. And you start to see things changing and you will recognise, um, you know, areas of your life where you thought there wouldn't be any change. You start to see restoration and redemption there because your faith is growing because you have offered that piece of ground to God to change and you've allowed yourself to be tender to him, to hear his voice and choose to believe him and let the, the seed go in and see things grow because of it. So, um, yeah, as you, as you start to recognise it says in scripture that faith is dead without work. So don't just hear it, but do it. As you your faith starts to grow, start to live accordingly. Make changes. Sometimes that's uncomfortable. That's okay. Go for it. And um, yeah, allow yourself to be tender to, to Jesus' nudging and changing of your heart.